Good evening and praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Welcome to you in the United States of America, wherever you're listening, whatever state you're listening from, and to all of our listeners in all other countries of the world. We're still honored to have you. Welcome everyone to Marriage and Family Clinic. Southern Virginia, you're still listening to us on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400, those are on your AM dial, and WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also listen into the live stream every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com, and just click on the WGPL symbol. If you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, in the Marriage and Family Clinic series, you can find the podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes and Spotify or Podbean. However you find podcasts, just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick. And ultimately, we really want to help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, welcome to a brand new year. It's 2022. This is the first broadcast for the first episode of Marriage and Family Clinic in the brand new year, 2022. God has brought us, and I don't believe he brought us this far to leave us. 2021 was filled with all kind of stuff. I just call it stuff. And and no doubt every one of us have had our own challenges in 21. Uh, there's been a lot of loss of family members, loved ones, friends, property during storms over the last couple of weeks, even in my hometown. On this past weekend, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, tornado struck. Thank God my mother is safe, but I really, my heart goes out to all those who lost property and uh, businesses, et cetera, et cetera, in the wake of that tornado there in Southern Kentucky. So many of us have experienced a crisis of one sort or another in 2021. And uh, uh, as I say, uh, that tornado that went through my hometown, man, it just wreaked havoc on the church that played such a pivotal, tremendous role in my spiritual development. And my prayers just go out to all my brothers and sisters of the Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. All my brothers and sisters in Hopkinsville there. I'm praying that God will keep you and open doors for you, just care for you, provide for you in so many ways. So my brothers and sisters in Hoptown, do be encouraged. Do be encouraged. God sees. Now, I want to get back to repairing uh, family relationships now. We got to get back to that. This is week number four of this multi-week series. And I, I didn't know in the beginning how many weeks it would actually be, uh, but I knew it would be several weeks. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're going to take at least one more week, even after this episode. And by the time we're done discussing the subject of repairing family relationships, I sincerely hope I really hope and pray that some of you will have been inspired and encouraged and instructed and directed, even guided in the matter of repairing one or more of your strained or your damaged or breached or severed family relationships. I hope that we've provided you some serious help. I really believe that we will. I really believe that this is offering something good, especially last week. I'll touch on that in just a moment. 
uh, last week in part three, we actually began talking about the actual strategy to repair family relationships. You're not going to accomplish anything in family relationships, in marriage or in relationships, period. Uh, you're not going to accomplish anything without a strategy. And so in this multi-week series on repairing family relationships, we actually started talking about the strategy on last week, and that's part three. Uh, I don't have time to recap uh, each of the previous three weeks, and uh, but I do, I do want to comment on last week, though. I really want to comment on last week, just very briefly. I devoted the whole episode of last week to step number one of repairing family relationships. And, and step number one is essentially getting yourself together. That's essentially what step number one is, getting yourself together. You can't work with anybody or get anybody else together or help anybody until you help yourself and get yourself together. And so when I say get yourself together, getting yourself together means honestly dealing with your issues. Honestly dealing with your issues. Even before you engage the other family member or the other family members, work on you. Getting extra help from a counselor, a pastor, or whomever you trust to help you expose your own blind spots and hangups, that's going to be valuable. Please hear me. The getting control of you, getting, getting to the bottom of what's eaten at you. Get yourself together. And again, you can use a counselor or a pastor or YouTube or, or a book, whatever it is. As long as you get some help exposing your own blind spots and dealing with your own hangups. And I have to restate this particular point because I believe it's the most difficult hurdle to overcome. I've got to deal with this dealing with yourself as step number one. Because it's it, to me it's the most important step and it's the most difficult step. It's the most difficult step to, to, to overcome and to deal with. When it comes to repairing family relationships. And that's because some of us are still stuck in the emotions we had as children. So this is the most important point. And some of us who have these torn up or broken down, severed family relationships, damaged, strained, hostile. However you want to categorize them. If we could just get this one step together. We'll be so, so, so very much closer to fixing our family relationships. If we can just get ourselves together, we'll be so much closer. So when it comes to mending and repairing family relationships, you can't approach the matter like you're still the hurting child. I stressed this extensively last week in, in uh, 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 episode number three of repairing family relationships. You cannot approach the matter like you're still the hurting child. You have to do what it takes to get yourself to the place where you can approach the matter like you are the adult who wants to help the hurting child heal. My goodness. And that is, that is so solid. That is so solid. We get stuck in these emotions that we had as children. We may be 35, but we're stuck at five. 
We may be 25, but we're stuck at six, emotionally speaking. We're stuck there. We want to fix these relationships, but we keep approaching it like we're stuck there. You can't approach it like you're stuck there. You can't approach it like you're still the hurting child. You have to approach it like you are the adult who wants to help the hurting child heal. As a matter of fact, if there are only one episode of this series that you should hear or recommend to someone else, I strongly, enthusiastically recommend part number three. Last week's series, last week's episode, part number three. If you want to hear something again, if you really want to help you get to the bottom of your family relationships, get part number three. And get you someone to help you go over part number three. I'm telling you, you will gain a whole lot of ground. I promise you, you will gain a whole lot of ground. So last week I covered step one in the process of mending family relationships, which was be honest with yourself. Step number one. And this week I want to move into steps number two and three. If we have time, of course. I want to get into steps number two and three. So let's let's go for it right now. Beginning with step number two. Remember, step number one, be honest with yourself. Step number two is just as important. It, it's, well, it's step number two for a reason. Listen here, step number two in the family relationship mending process is this right here. You can't count on your fix coming from the other family member, even if the other family member is the source of your hurt. You cannot count on your fix coming from the other family member even when the other family member is the source of your hurt. You can't count on them. And this is one surefire shortcoming we humans have when it comes to dealing with hurt and pain. That shortcoming is this right here. We are somehow internally convinced that the person who is the origin of our pain and the source of our hurt is somehow responsible to make us whole. That's a shortcoming when it comes to dealing with relationships. When people hurt us, we are somehow convinced. We get convinced that the person who hurt us is responsible to make us whole. And it's a shortcoming for us to believe that another person is somehow responsible to make us whole. That's a shortcoming in our thinking. That's a deficiency in our thought processes. It really is. And it's even more of a shortcoming to believe that the other person actually has the power to make us whole. Shortcoming deficiency number one. You hurt me, so you're responsible to make me whole. Shortcoming and deficiency number two. You actually have the power to make me whole. Those are two very, very, very extreme deeply faulty thought processes. The ability to cause you hurt does not equal the ability to make you whole. The person had the power to hurt you or the ability to hurt you, but that doesn't mean they have the power and the ability to make you whole. And when it comes to mending and repairing broken and damaged, uh, strained family relationships, 
You can reach your goal much faster. You can reach your goal a whole lot faster when you choose not to give that type or that much power to another person, regardless of who the person is. What do you mean give that much power? Don't tell yourself, do not convince yourself, do not allow yourself to persuade yourself to believe that the person who hurt you is somehow responsible to make you whole and somehow they have the power to make you whole. Don't succumb to that type of thinking. Do not give in to that thought process, regardless of who the person is. It may be a daddy or a mama who abandoned you, but they do not have the ability or the power to make you whole. And I'm going to call this particular step, I'm going to call it a link between step one and three. I'm going to get to step three in a moment. I'm going to get to step three in just a moment. Boy, we're going to have fun there. <laughs> but step two here, you can't wait on your fix to come from the other family member. Step two, you can't count on your fix coming from the other family member. That's a link between step one, which is get yourself together, and step three, which is the need for forgiveness. Yeah. Yep, I said it, forgiveness. The link between get yourself together and forgiveness is you cannot believe your fix is in the other family member. They do not have the power or the ability or the responsibility to make you whole. And I, I don't want this to be a letdown for some people who are listening, but uh, repairing family relationships means you have to have the capacity to forgive. Uh, and, and that's just the bottom line of it. You have to have the capacity to forgive. So we're going to go into that, but I want you to get step number two. You can't count on your fix coming from the other family member. Even if the other family member is the source of your hurt. They hurt you, but they can't make you whole. Even if they genuinely ask your forgiveness, even if they genuinely repent, even if they genuinely come to you begging forgiveness, trying to make up, giving you all sorts of gifts, doing everything that you would think is necessary to make up for the hurt they caused you, even if they did that, things would get better. Things have the potential to be better. But believe it or not, it still would not make you whole. All right. So please keep that in mind. Step number two. Step number two in the family relationship mending process. You can't count on your fix coming from the other family member. Even if the other family member is the source of your hurt. All right. And step two there, that's the link between step one and step three. Step one, get yourself together. Step three, the need for forgiveness. Again, I don't want to be a letdown here. And you you probably knew that we were going to discuss it at some point. But if you're going to repair and mend your broken or strained, conflicting, hostile family relationships, you're going to have to have the capacity to forgive. And uh, that's, that's just the bottom line. All right. Uh, uh, but you can't count on your wholeness or your fix coming from another family member. 
you you you're going to have to be able to process things and help move things along when you are persuaded uh, uh, that you can get to the place you need to be in life. All right, follow me here. You will be better able to process things. You'll be better able to help move things along. You will be. Believe me. You're going to be better off when you are persuaded that you can get yourself to the place you need to be in life and you want to be in life with or without the person who is the source of your hurt. That's an important statement. It bears saying again. You're going to be better off in life. Let me make it short. I, I, I piled a whole lot of stuff in there. Let me make it short. You're going to, listen, you're going to reach your healing and your wholeness faster when you realize it doesn't depend on the other person. You can be made whole without the other person or with the other person. You can get yourself together without the other person or with the other person. You can be healed with or without the other person. I know in your heart you long to be reconciled with the family member. You long to be reunited. You long for things to be right. You long for things to go back to being the way they were. Or better yet, you long for things to be better than what they were. Because going back to the way things used to be or going back to the way things were may not be the best idea since the way things were is what caused the rift anyhow. A lot of people say, why can't we get, just go back to the way things were? Well, the way things were is what caused the big problem. So you want to build and go forward. And you can do that better. You can do that more efficiently. Listen, when you are convinced that the other person is not the source of your wholeness and healing, you will even be able to deal with the other person better. Your wholeness and your healing, it's, it's a matter all up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. You want your heart healed. You want the relationship with your family member restored. You, you want your fears of future hurt relieved. And that's another thing that's uh, uh, delaying uh, reconciliation of the relationship. You're concerned about future hurt. And as a matter of fact, it's that fear that so often hinders and delays our healing. We're always dealing with the question in the back of our minds, what if they do it again? And we're not gluttons for punishment. We're not trying to go through this pain again. We don't want to go through this again. You want some assurances that the family member you fell out with won't hurt you again. And that raises fear. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's no guarantee. There is no guarantee that it won't happen again. And this is why I have to stress the importance of you understanding that your wholeness, your healing, your fix, whatever you want to call it. None of those things are actually in the hands or within the power of the other family member. It doesn't belong to them. Getting yourself together is totally up to you. It's in your power. And I'm telling you, if you get that, if you get that, that's going to help you deal with the other family member. It's going to help you deal with the other family member. I'm guaranteeing you that.
I'm guaranteed. All right. So that was step number two. Step number one, get yourself together. Step number two, your fix is not in the hands of your family member, even if the family member hurts you. And now step number three, the third step to mending and repairing family relationships is this. I already warned you. Step number three, you must have the capacity to forgive. You must have the capacity to forgive. Considering steps one and two, forgiveness is the logical progression. It just makes good sense. You're going to have to have the capacity to forgive. When we bring up the subject of forgiveness, we, we you know, we, we can think about all the wise proverbs people post on Facebook about the futility and the pointlessness of unforgiveness. I'm telling you, unforgiveness is futile. Un, it's, unforgiveness is just pointless. There's no point to it. You don't win. Just remember all those proverbs, all those wise sayings, all those philosophical sayings we post on Facebook. You know how they go. Unforgiveness is like letting somebody live in your head rent free. They all in your head. Unforgiveness is like taking poison but expecting someone else to die. I really like that one. The longer you stay in unforgiveness, the more it eats you up. And you think that you're somehow getting back at the one who hurt you by not forgiving them. That's an exercise in futility. You're hurting nobody but yourself. And it's going to eat you alive. And they're probably gone on about their business. Another one of those proverbs says, when boiled down to its essence, unforgiveness is hatred. Whoa. Unforgiveness is hatred. And for those of you who do dare read the Bible, remember the Bible says, how can you love God whom you have not seen and hate your brother whom you see daily? How are you going to love God and know God with unforgiveness in your heart? Another one of those Proverbs says, I like, I like this too. Unforgiveness is choosing to stay trapped in a jail cell of bitterness, serving time for someone else's crime. When you're in unforgiveness, you're the one who trapped. You're the one who's serving a sentence, a jail sentence, and someone else did the crime. Forgiveness is free. Unforgiveness is bondage. Forgiveness is free. Unforgiveness is bondage. The longer you stay in unforgiveness, man, you wake up with the issue on your mind. You eat lunch with the issue on your mind. You're commuting back and forth to work with the issue on your mind. You go to bed with the issue on your mind. You dream about the issue because unforgiveness leads to bondage. One of my longtime favorite preachers, Charles Stanley, he said, unforgiveness is emotional bondage that consumes minds with the memories of offenses, distorts emotions with revenge, and fills hearts with churning unrest. Wow. Unforgiveness leads to emotional bondage, takes over your mind. 
always going up, always rehearsing the offense in your mind. They hurt you and you're always rehearsing how they hurt you in your mind. And the more you rehearse it, the more you become convinced that somehow or another, not forgiving them gets back at them. That's just not smart. It distorts your emotions and it fills your heart with churning unrest. Wow, that's awesome words. Now we can chuckle at all of these and we can say that people are just being philosophical and nobody really lives what they post on Facebook and, and they don't really live that stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? That's all irrelevant. It's irrelevant whether or not people live what they post on Facebook. If it's real, it's just real. If it's good, it's just good. If it's true, it's just true. And all of those axioms about the danger of unforgiveness, those are real and those are true. Those are powerful. Every single one of these and so many more, they're absolutely true. They're absolutely true. We could devote an entire episode to any one of those axioms. But the bottom line is unforgiveness is absolutely futile. No one can ever think that not forgiving a person gets them ahead. You cannot think that not forgiving the person who hurt you somehow makes you win. You have to explain that to me. Yeah, but you don't know what they did. It, I am not discounting how bad you were done. Some of you were done really badly. I'm not discounting that. I'm not approaching this frivolously. I'm not trivializing your experience. I'm simply saying that you don't win. You don't regain your wholeness by staying in unforgiveness, no matter what was done. You can't tell me that staying in unforgiveness helps you win. Unforgiveness is fueled by the notion that someone owes you for a wrong they did to you. Your sense of justice kicks in when you get hurt or wronged. Somebody wrongs you, your sense of justice kicks in. It's just a natural law that a person owes you when they hurt you or wrong you. This is a natural law. We know someone owes it. You hurt me, now you owe me. And when we hold on to that notion that somebody owes us for the wrong they did to us, that's a grudge. And you can literally make yourself sick by carrying a grudge. You can have a physiological reaction by carrying a grudge. Hormones fluctuate. Emotions fluctuate. You can have a physiological reaction. And one of the saddest things about unforgiveness is that you believe that if the other person pays some certain price, then you will be made whole. And it's just wrong. That is just wrong. You are sadly deceived in that line of thinking. I told you in step two that there is nothing nobody can do that can make you whole. Nobody on earth has the power to make you whole. The only thing on earth that can make you whole is to reverse time, go back in time so that the hurt never occurred. And that ain't going to happen. There's no price anybody can pay that will make you whole. What people don't realize is even if a person pays some exorbitant price for the wrong they did, the hurt person, the person who is hurting, they're not going to feel better. And they're not going to be made whole. It just can't happen no matter what price they pay. 
And that's what makes forgiveness so key to repairing a family relationship. The one thing you can do to be made whole is release the other person from what you think they owe you. And that's called a pardon. The person is no longer liable for their wrong when you pardon them. And that's what unforgiveness is all about. I'm releasing you from liability of the wrong you did to me. There's one more unforgiveness quote that I want to include in here. It goes like this. Forgiveness doesn't set the other person free. Forgiveness sets you free. That's mine, actually. That's my quote, actually. Forgiveness is not about what you do for them. Forgiveness is about what you do for yourself. Forgiveness, forgiving, forgiving, forgiving is the one time when it's okay to do something selfishly for yourself. Too often we miss an important aspect of forgiveness. More often than not, we need to be forgiven as much as we need to forgive. So before you conclude that you haven't wronged or hurt anyone, pause and remember that every single one of us have sinned and come short of God's glory. And I'm not being deep and spiritual. That's just the reality of the matter. We owe God. And how dare we think that we can uh, 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 hold on to unforgiveness and expect God to forgive us. That's a moral untruth. That's immoral. We must forgive. Listen to this from Agnes Sanford. I got to cut this off. I'm, I'm just about out of time. I wish I had time to go on. As we practice the work of forgiveness, we discover more and more that forgiveness and healing are one. As we work on forgiveness, we discover forgiveness and healing are one. My, 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 my. Hey, listen, I wish I had time to go on in this. I really do need to, but I'm all out of time. You've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. Our mission is to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. And that's going to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you grow and uh, uh, perfect your marriage and family relationships. You can always listen to any episode of the Marriage and Family Clinic series by checking out my podcast. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. I got to get out of here. But remember, you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.